We want to write songs that people will play over and over. So we need to connect them with our story and our emotional journey. So today we're going to look at harmony and our lyrics. Let's talk about it. Hey, I'm Craig from the Dot of That Studio. I'm talking to musicians who want to become artists. Musicians who want to have a real go at doing music for a living and to do that independently without a label or without a heap of money. So I welcome today, we're continuing our little songwriting series. We're talking about being creative inside the box. If you missed last week, I'll put a little link up the top here where you can make sure you check out that one, which kind of lays out this uh, inside the box sort of concept that I pitched, um, saying that it's kind of harder, it's harder to write outside the box than it is to write inside the box, and it's almost less effective as well. So we talk, we unpacked structure last week within that. Today we're going to look at um, some of the contents within the box, so that's harmony and our lyrics. So to go along with this, I've actually got a free download, a PDF, which you can grab with the link at the bottom, or you can go to dotadate.com forward slash artist. And that's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a guide for this whole thing. I've kind of laid out my songwriting template. So I'm looking at this sort of box. We've got to write everything within this box of guidelines, which is going to mean that we can have uh, a really effective song that actually does the job we're trying to do with our song. Um, so it's not a formula, it's not a recipe, and I did cover all this last week, but this download is going to be pretty much my template, so what I'm checking off as I'm writing a song. Uh, but you can download that, adapt it to your songwriting, and I think it's going to make a big difference to your songwriting, make it a lot easier, and you'll finish a lot more songs. Next thing we're going to look at when songwriting in the box, being creative with inside our songwriting box is harmony and we could just get so hung up on harmony. So if you haven't heard uh, any of my previous videos, for me, harmony is chords. Harmony is anything, harmony is two, two or more notes playing together. So when we've got our melody, that's our main tune. So anything that goes under that, like a chord, because um, a chord is um, a bunch of notes, it is harmony to our melody. So we get so hung up on chords being so important and we're trying to find these chords that nobody's used before or we're trying to find chord progressions that aren't the same as that new Taylor Swift song or, you know, you've seen those videos where the one guy can play the same chord progression. We see him play that and he can sing like 50 songs off that one chord progression. So like we don't want to be part of that. That's not the way that you write songs. But uh, I think mm, let's just not get so hung up on chords. Chords are just there to match the melody. They're just there to make the melody king. So if they're the chords that work to make your melody great, then I would say use them. So within your songwriting box, I would find a bunch of chords that work for you, a bunch of chords that work for your voice. And there's some variants that you can do with them if you want, but really stop stressing out about your chords being too amateur. This song, there's been a bunch of times where I hear this really beautiful song and I just, I go, I'll figure out how to play it and realize that they're just normal chords with a really beautiful melody over it um, but together it just sounds like this amazing thing and you break it down I'm sure you've done that before where you break down a song and you kind of go oh is that it um, but we get caught up thinking we need to be super super clever with our chords or we'll get judged for it or we're not a real songwriter if we only know the four basic chords um, it's just not the case you, your chords are there to provide harmony to your melody um, to provide support to your rhythm, perhaps. Um, you, they don't need to be fancy. So when we're songwriting in a box, figure out the chords that work for you. Figure out where they work for you and just use them. So there's some things we can do with them. Like we know different chords provide 
different tensions. So we know like, or the one, if we're in C here, the one's always going to work really great to start or finish anything. It's going to work really good. If we use the four, that's going to provide a bit of tension. That works really well if we go back to the one. Um, the minor six is always going to be great for starting if you want to start like an emotional verse or something. You can use the six. That minor third is always going to sound quite tense, but resolves really well to the fourth. Um, if we want to add like a suspended in, that's always going to be tense. Back to the natural or that sort of thing. So that you can kind of figure out what works. Maybe if you want to bring in the fifth to start a bridge, that's always going to be pretty tense. If you're in, if you're in there. But then you start the bridge here like... It's always going to be 10. So figure out the chords that work for you and then put them in your box and just use them. Sometimes a chord progression can work really, really well if that becomes our riff. So maybe at the start of the song, we've got this nice cool chord progression and it's almost melodic the way that it kind of moves around and then it kind of provides a hook. So that sort of chord writing is great when it becomes like a signature part of your song. Um, but if you're writing melody and lyrics and that's the hook, that's the signature part of your song. You don't need to worry too much about the chords. They don't need to be this massive work of art. I reckon there's so many other techniques we can use in songwriting to give our songs the creative edge. Um, the chords, we don't need to get hung up on them. It's more about just making sure that our song gets finished. So it doesn't matter if it's the same four chords the whole way through. You know that really, uh, that really popular song, Dance Monkey? Same four chords the whole way through the whole way through from start to finish it's the same four chords and they're not fancy chords um just the standard one four five six chords just the whole way through the song so sometimes you can change up those four chords so like i said maybe start with the one then or you can start the verse with the six start the chorus with the one then start the bridge with the five to give it a bit of difference you can use the same chords mix them up but if your song just carries the same chords through the whole way don't get hung up about it as long as your melody is great. If your melody is also exactly the same the whole song, you're going to have yourself quite a boring song. But if there's movement in your melody, if you've done that lift in the chorus, because that's going to make your chords sound different as well. If you're doing a melody around here, and then you lift to here, you can use the same chords underneath that are now going to sound completely different because you're harmonizing to a different melody. So that's something to keep in mind as well. So if you're finding your chords are sounding boring, maybe just move your melody around a bit and that'll actually make your chords sound cooler. It's a good little trick. But the last thing we're going to look at today is lyrics. We want to make sure this, from a story perspective, is matching our music. So it can be difficult sometimes when we, when we jot lyrics down when we're driving or we think of lyrics in the shower or something and then we go through our phone and find all our cool melodies that we've written and we try and marry those two. So that can work sometimes, but what we really need to make sure is happening is that our melody and our lyrics are matching emotionally and feel-wise. So you don't want to find this cracking melody, which is kind of a bit somber, and then put this really bright lyric in and expect that people will understand what you're trying to do. So that's why it's sometimes easy to come up with lyrics while you're coming up with melody because you, kind of, you can kind of say the lyrics that you're feeling and your melody's following what you're feeling. It's not impossible. Lots of people do it and I'm sure you've done it before where you marry some old lyrics with a new chord progression or a new melody 
Um, but yeah, it's just really important to make sure for your story, they match up. So one thing in your box is going to be, does my melody match what I'm saying? Does the feel of my melody match the feel of my lyrics? So let's have a look at the broad context of our song, right? So if we're writing within this structure, we're writing in the same structure that movies and books and our other favorite songs write in, verse one, we're setting the scene. First chorus, our big moment is happening. The thing our song is about has happened. Verse two is a continuation on of the details we put in verse one, but now I've got the context of the chorus so we can go a bit deep in that. There's quite a few things we can do with the second verse, but basically we're building on the story. In the second verse, we're arriving at the place we've been walking towards. We've had a, we've had a taste of it in the first chorus. Now we're getting it in the second chorus. Then our bridge, we're going to either have like a reflective moment or we're going to bring in a different angle. There's going to be some sort of twist, some sort of uh, different angle to the story. And then the final chorus is going to be our big hero shot um, where, you know, it all resolves, it all happens, what we, what we wanted to do or what we felt, heard about or whatever it was, the main guts of our song happens. And then there's either a hero or a villain at the end of that, right? So if we look, uh, that's kind of our broad picture where the story goes, where we're taking someone from here to there. So what we do with our specific parts is I think normally the first verse is quite zoomed in, right? So what I mean by that is, is there's plenty of detail in that where we're introducing characters, we're introducing concepts, we're talking about how we feel, we're talking about our emotions or whatever. So we're setting that up in the, in the first verse. But in our chorus, we want to just zoom out a little bit. I think it's really great in a chorus if you can not be so specific so that you take someone to a, a place that you've designed, but rather you show feelings so that person can go to their own place that is real for them. So like, for example, this is a really dry lyric, but if you said something like, and then she moved to Brisbane, you can't interpret that as New York or or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that is Brisbane. But if you said in your chorus, even though you were kind of painting this detailed picture about, um, you know, how much you love her or whatever in the first verse, if you change that lyric from then she moved to Brisbane, if you change that to she moved north of the border, then all of a sudden your audience can interpret whatever north of the border is to them. So maybe maybe that's not even a physical move for them. Maybe that just means she got super rich and didn't like me anymore or whatever it was. So you can kind of, you just, you, you set up the details so they know where you're going, they know how you're feeling, but your chorus just a little bit zoomed out, a little bit more vague so that you can create your own meaning to it. And then we're actually connecting with our audience and, and they can have their own story and they're the only one that feels like that. So they have some sort of exclusive feel with your song because you're talking exactly to them, even though they've made up that dialogue. So now verse two is going to be, uh, this could be a bunch of things. You could continue the story. So you could talk about life now that she's gone north of the border um, or you could talk about like the things that happened that made her go. So you can kind of um, take a step back from the chorus and kind of dig a bit deeper into it. Um, or you could say something else that's happened that has the same meaning as north of the border. So that's a really interesting thing. Maybe you could talk about hurt, blah, 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 but then maybe you could talk about what it's like for her family. So it's like it's a different angle going north of the border. Then you do another chorus where it kind of explodes again and you just reiterate that fact that she's gone, blah, blah, blah. The bridge, you could then look at, like, go inward, go reflective. Like, how does that actually make you feel? Now that's happened, this is where you're left. This is the twist. This is 
this is what's happened and now it's left me feeling like this. Or maybe you can look at, you can have an explosive thing where you, you go on about how angry you are about it and how you didn't want to hear anyway or whatever. Some sort of some sort of twist, some sort of moment that kind of gives us another angle of a story, another angle of the journey. And then the final chorus kind of concludes it all. It's our big moment. Um, maybe you're now okay with it all or maybe like you're lost forever and she should feel bad about it or whatever it is. But, um, so that's kind of like I just made up that example on the spot. So I apologize if that was a bit loose. But that's what we're going to do. We're setting it up. We're having our moment. We're zooming out a bit. We're zooming back in for the details. We're zooming right into the bridge. That's kind of really a, a grip. We've got them by then. If they've got to the bridge, we've got them. So we can go quite deep and then we're zooming out again for the chorus. Something that's quite interesting to think about is where there's a few lines within that. So I'm using this piano as my song. It's very good with all the octaves here. There's a few moments that we really want to grab it. So our first line of the song, we need to grab attention there. We need to be like, oh, I want to hear about that. Um, the first line of our chorus is pretty similar. And then the first line of our bridge, we really want to make sure like where where's the twist happening? Like we don't want to have to, is this twisting? Like it's like, bang, it's twisting. And then maybe the last word, the last line of the song, you want to make sure that really hits home. Does that leave it in suspense? Does that bring it all home? Um, does that show that there's a hero, whatever that is. But also within the song, if we're going to hit like a really high note in the bridge or something, or we've got a really high falsetto note in the verse or something that kind of has like a musical spike, like a musical hit, we need to make sure that our lyric reflects that sort of extra hype there. So if we put like a really non-important lyric in a part of the melody that that jumps, it's kind of confusing because we kind of go, what what's that mean? What's that song about? What's that lyric about? Um, sometimes if you drop out all the music um, going into a chorus or something, you just got melody and lyric left on its own. Make sure that's really important because everybody's listening and focusing what that is. So have a look through your song and make sure, is there any is there any musical moments that really need a great lyric to make it work? And the other thing within structure is we might want to make sure, all right, am I taking way too long to tell my story? Am I, am I a minute and a half into the song before I get to my chorus? So if we go back to that, our structure, um, which is in that PDF. If I've only got eight bars before I need to get to the chorus so that I can keep people interested and give them, give them a taste of what this song's about. How can I say everything that I need to say in eight bars? So if you've got maybe 10, 12 bars worth of lyric, how can you twist that? How can you change that, modify that so that you're getting out what you need to say, you're getting your message across in eight bars. So this is where you're really using creativity within the box. You don't have to think outside the box and do something brand new. Your creativity, the thing that nobody else can do except you, is say what you need to say in eight bars. Bring it into something that's more consumable because at the end of the day, that's what, we're, that's what we want. We want people to be able to consume this music. We want people to overhear it, connect with it, and kind of have it mean something to them. So we've got to set this up in the, the best way possible. And, and we see this with movies and everything else. They've got this really kind of great progression of storytelling that that takes us on that journey so whether we want to or not we get get moved through this journey that's almost the same in every movie what changes is the the characters the dialogue the thing that they're chasing or whatever but it's always kind of the same moving journey so we're doing that with our song we need to be doing that with our lyrics as well so yeah just put these sort of guidelines in your box so you can just 
step back, have a look at it and go, all right, does my lyrics do these things I need to do? Is it, is it clear what I'm saying? Is it, have I left enough room for interpretation so that somebody can own it themselves? So I would say at this point, grab that guide so you can kind of have a checklist and then modify it so it's your own checklist. So when you're writing lyrics, when you're writing melody, when you're writing harmony, when you're writing rhythm, you can just check it off against these these checklists so that you know you've got a song that is going to work and be consumable. And it just takes a lot of the work out for you. No longer do you have to go, oh, what am I going to do with this? You just go, okay, I've got that. I've got that piece. Now I just need to put in that piece. And I think that would be excellent. So yeah, if I can encourage you with that today, once you kind of get this box sorted out, your songwriting is going to come a lot, lot easier. It's going to be so much easier for you to get to the end of a song. It's going to be more uh, inspiring for you to start a song, knowing that you can actually finish it. You don't have to rely on that sort of, um, you know, those however many hours you need uninterrupted so you can just get all the creative flow out. You can kind of have this box and just work out how to be creative within that. It'll make your songwriting a lot better. And also people are going to respond to your songs a lot better. If they can follow this journey without having a music degree, if they can follow this journey without being inside your head and having to feel the exact things that you feel, but you're able to actually um, put those out, not just in your lyrics, but in your melodic story, in your rhythmic story, uh, in your structural story, and just take them through it, then people are going to like your songs a lot more. They're going to come back to them. They're going to get into playlists. They're going to get on the radio, all that sort of stuff, because people are connecting and interacting with it and want to hear it. So if I can help you at all, download that Download that guide. Just go to www.dotadate.com forward slash artist. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're on YouTube, there's a link below. Just grab that download and then make that your own. So that's kind of the box that I've been talking about here. Make that your own. If your genre is a bit different to that, or if you love having pre-choruses, you love whatever you want, make it your box and then just use it as a checklist and uh, and bounce off them. So Hey, that's about it. I'm doing uh, short episodes every week, 15 to 20 minutes there on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. Just talking about this very thing, going from musician to artist and just leveling up and doing that as an independent. So subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube. Um, Hey, make some music this week and we'll talk again soon.